What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maytat, here with my sister, Melissa Matak. Hey, everybody! And we are Room 51, a podcast where we talk about all things board gaming. This is Roll for Thought, a segment where we talk and discuss about some sort of question or topic in the board gaming universe. And today, the topic is going to be, what constitutes a party game? Melissa, would you like to start us off on what you think constitutes a party game? Yeah, so for party games. Now, I have the board game geek definition up here, and I'm just going to read it real quick. Saying, So it says here, party games are games that encourage social interaction. They generally have easy setup and simple rules. These are things that I agree with so far. And then it says, and they can accommodate large groups of people and play in a short amount of time. Again, I think that I would pretty much agree with all of that. But we were talking about because this came up when we were talking about the game The Mind. And I thought that constitutes as a party game. I so, don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I think because it has that simplicity to it, it feels more like an activity almost teetering on the side of game, but it doesn't accommodate a large group of people. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if we look back at the board game, uh, the board game deep definition it does say they generally have these different aspects right and uh i do agree that there are exceptions to it but one of the things that i'm not really willing to budge on is kind of player count i i don't think i think that for something to be a party game you generally need it to accommodate i would think at least six people if you're under six like if the game can't hold more than uh, more than five, it just its cap is at five or lower. I don't think you can really count as a party game. You need to be able to host a large party, and which I consider six and up. That's when I consider it a larger group of people. Yes, but see, that's for a large party. What if I'm having a small party? Then you're having six people. Six people, a large party. <laughs> Okay, but why should I be judged for having only three other friends? You're not judged for that. I think you're having a great time if you have three other friends there, but you guys aren't having a party, or all of you aren't we're, having a party. We're having a party, okay. Us well, four people, we're living it up. But other people looking in are just going to be like, oh, it's a cute get-together. You know, they're not going to call the party. <laughs> <laughs> what if I have balloons? Um you're celebrating your debt together. I don't know. You're having a celebratory <laughs> hangout. Like you're not having a party though. <laughs> but see, this is why so for me, I don't know if player count is really substantial for something to be called a party game. I think that it's more about is it simple to learn? Is it simple to set up? And does it teeter on the edge of being really an activity? Also, does it make you laugh? So I do want to focus. I, I, there are points that you just made there that I want to get back to, specifically about the teetering on an activity. Mm -hmm. um, but before we get into that just yet, I want to go back into the party size and stay there for a second. Do you think that Decrypto is a party game? Yes. Do you think it would be a party game if it tapped out at four players? Hmm. Good question. Because <laughs> I, I actually... I was thinking that the main thing for me that makes the crypto count as a party game is once you're playing it past four players. Once it, I mean, I wouldn't recommend. I recommend even teams if you can. If you can, it's okay. But so, like, because you can play at six, seven, or eight, 
that's what really makes it a party game for me. If it taps out at four players the way the mind does, it's just not a party game then. The mind, for example, tapping out at four players. I am curious, actually, though, to hear about how it's gone with anybody that's tried to make a variant where they've played further than five, uh, further than four, like they made their own variant to play with five. I'd be very curious to see how that went. But since the game does technically tap at four players, that's the main reason why. It just It's not a party game. That's, that's how I view it. Like The player count is an important piece that I don't think... I just can't see myself being flexible on. I think there might actually be an expansion for the mind or something, uh, where it goes up to two hundred cards. Oh, and you and add? Then, I, I'm not really? sure. I might Are have made sure? that up. I was going to say, dude, because I think we we were talking about that idea, but and I, I don't re- want to. Yeah. All right. Hold on one second, because <laughs> I had to know because we were talking about something along those lines of like buying a second the mind. Because I know they came out with the Mind Extreme. I don't know if that increases the player count. Let me see. Okay, no, it does not increase the player count. I think we made up the whole up to 200 cards or something. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, actually, on BGG, though, people... Oh, no, wait. That's not a lot of voters, so I don't count. There there were a few voters that that said that you can play up more than four, but that's only three, so that doesn't count. Um, Now, I do want to point out... On Board Game Geek, it does classify it as a family and a party game. I just this. Oh wait, no. On Board Game Geek, actually, 120 people voted um, for more than that. More than four. So if the if the game works past four, if you didn't hit up to six, I agree then that it counts as a party game because it hits every other factor. Other, but if the game does not work past four, I'm sorry. Then I don't think you're a party game. Hmm. And, just to kind of elaborate, because the original question is, what what constitutes a party game? The mind, I do believe, there are exceptions to these other points of, they generally have easy setups and simple rules. I completely agree with that. Like, a party game should generally, there's some exceptions to it. Like, for me, Deception, Murder, and Hauntan, I don't think of it as that heavy, but when you're with a large group, you're going to have a few people that aren't really gamers, and it's going to take them a second to get the game, possibly. That's fine. That doesn't mean, oh, not, not a party game anymore. I don't know. I'm still sort of on the fence about my own thinking of what a party game is. Fair enough. As a role for thought, because I'm a thinking. But yeah, when you said about Decrypto bringing it down to four players, I don't know if I'd consider it a party game at that point. Just because like it, you knocked off. I don't know. Yeah, and Maybe I guess I still would. Okay, well, to also then move on a little bit from just the party count, because that's even something that I want to uh, think about more. But in terms of how easy a game has to be, I- I'm trying to think of the heaviest game we own that can support past six players, six or more. Can you think of any that are like really heavy? Uh, yeah, Arkham Horror. Okay, would you consider that? A party game or not? No, me neither. I think once a game gets past a certain weight, it does stop constituting as a party game. Not that it has to be incredibly easy, a 1.01 for its weight. No, it doesn't have to be like that. But it should be that a non-gamer can play it with enough explanation. And yeah, a non-gamer can play Arkham Horror with an extensive amount of explanation. But I'm talking about 
five minutes of rules explaining should generally be good enough. Well, would you also say that the game would need to be uh, have a quick playtime? Yes, I, I do think that playtime is important, and that's another reason why a game like Arkham Horror, and I was just trying to think, by the way, of like a heavy lawn game like that, that accommodates a lot, that doesn't count as a party game, so I think that's a very good example of one. But yeah, game time is super important because when I think of a party game, it has to be one where you have a group of people that come over or something, and if they're not coming over for the purpose of playing board games, but you break out a board game, it's most likely going to be a good time. And an issue with a game taking too long is somebody that didn't wasn't planning on playing board games might get kind of trapped in this mm-hmm. long game, and they're not going to be happy about that. And that right there just it no longer counts as a party game at that point. That's just uh, a gamer's game that supports a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think even something like Shadows Over Camelot, that goes up to seven players, but I wouldn't consider that a party game. I think it, it has a little bit... And actually, this was going to be my next question. Um, because Shadows Over Camelot goes over the time limit, I think. I'd say the time limit for a party game, it probably shouldn't last any more than 25 minutes. How long does do you think Deception lasts? I think Deception, that probably lasts around 25 minutes. Maybe yeah. at most a half an hour. Yeah, I think the game will usually end around that. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I think 20 to 30 minutes is definitely a fair playing time for a party game with, again, some exceptions, but yeah. Well, so my next question was going to be, and I guess this could also be tied into Deception Murder in Hong Kong, how much does depth of strategy play into what makes a party game? Okay. So that's kind of tricky. The game can be thinking to some extent. One big problem with accommodating a lot of people or just larger groups in general in games is that, so assuming turns aren't simultaneous or anything like that, like you, you're going to have to wait for your turn or something. If you're in a game like that already, you're iffy on being a party game because once you're accommodating a large group of people, the downtime after you've taken your turn is going to be intense. So if there's a high depth of strategy, people are going to be taking longer on their turn to think. So it usually does have to be simpler on the strategy side, on how deep the strategy of the game can really go, I think. Yeah, I just find the whole concept of like gamers party games as opposed to, I guess, like family party games. The difference between that kind of fascinates me. It's like, okay, well, what makes it a gamers party game? Is it that there's a little bit more strategy? but it just takes quicker, you know, to play it through with simple rules. Is that what makes it a party game for gamers? That is interesting. So I guess to kind of go back to Decrypto, yeah. it's not like the depth of strategy is really there. It's more about the level of cleverness that you can attain in Decrypto. It's pretty awesome. It's a very high cap there when it comes to being clever it's like same style of code names where you need to come up with a way to say to hint to your teammates these different words in a very like incognito uh what's what was the word i was using before to describe to people i I don't know what you're talking about with the crypto when you're trying to when you're the encryptor and 
decrypto. You're trying to come up with a very like vague. subtle way of what what was it? Vague. Yeah, you want to be very ambiguous. Vague. What what was the word? Ambiguous. Yes, that's the thing. You want to be like ambiguous. You want to just have these very clever hints to tell your teammates which word it is in uh on that sheet that's in front of them. That's a pretty high level of cleverness that you can attain in that game. And that's one that so both gamers and non-gamers can have a lot of fun with. Because even though the strategy isn't super high, the level of cleverness that you can get within that game is extremely high, I think. Well, then what about code names? I would say same concept now. Really, you think Codenames is a gamer's party game? I think that gamers can enjoy it, but I wouldn't say that it's not also yeah. a family party game. Agreed. I think that there's more game in crypto because you're trying to decrypt. There's like, there is more thinkiness, but I don't view it as a strategic kind of thinkiness. But there is more thinkiness in crypto than there because you're trying to decrypt what the other team's uh, codes are. While in codenames, all this one person is saying a single word. So there's a level of cleverness there. And then the others have to try and figure out which ones it is. There's not enough game there, though, compared to Decrypto for me. Yeah, I think what you're trying to point out is that in Decrypto, there's multiple levels of, I guess, rules within the game that codenames doesn't quite have. It's just the one level of, okay, you're just going to connect words and then your team will guess it. Decrypto adds another layer to that. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it because I think Codenames is very much family weight. Like, I think that is a very easy one to put on the table. Anybody can learn in an instant. Decrypto, I do believe anybody can learn Decrypto. But if you've noticed, every time we've taught it, the new player, the new players have always kind of been like, wait, what's happening? It like takes a second, I feel like, for them to get like, oh, this is how the game works. Like, especially after you play like a couple rounds, then they really get it. They're like, oh, this is how it goes. There, there is that extra layer, extra couple of layers really compared to code names. Yeah, I just usually Blame that on your uh, poor explaining skills. Yeah, all right. Well, that that will be safe for another sibling rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I, I do think that in terms of a uh, what constitutes a party game, I think pretty easy to learn. Doesn't have to be incredibly simple, but it should be pretty simple. Fairly low playing time and a uh, a decent group size. One game that I'm thinking about right now in terms of just now, because I'm thinking about the whole gamers party games. Now, originally, the game I'm thinking about right now is Spyfall. And originally, I thought Spyfall (laughs) was a party game that anyone could play because the rules are so simple. It clearly, I think it's clearly a party game, right? Rules are simple, easy to set up, easy to tear down. Takes literally like five minutes to play. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it is a family wait or a family party game. I think it's a gamer's party game. Really? I, I I disagree with that. I think, I think the weight is very low. It's not that the way, I don't think that the rules are complicated, but it takes a certain level Hmm. of skill to ask the right questions. 
in a meaningful way and to answer in a meaningful way. So I think it takes some I gamer skill you. a little bit there. I don't know though if it's actually a gamer still or if it's more of like a social kind of still. I, I, I actually wonder if it's more along those lines. I don't know if it's super gamery. Now I don't think you're I kind of see where you're coming from. But I, I think that there's like a social still to it. There might even just be like an acting skill, right? I feel like if you're yeah. good, if you're someone who's trained in acting or whatever and can do improv stuff, then yes, Spyfall might work out for you. But for the general person, right? Because I'm thinking of we've had we've played Spyfall where it's completely flopped right yeah with a huge group i think that maybe we played it at too large of a group size i'd probably not play with more than about five to six people yeah i was gonna say i think six is a really good number for yeah. the game and then it just flopped for whatever reason although well, they were yeah, i was gonna say it kind of flopped because there's a huge argument about the interpretation of the game and the game's rules on what types of questions to ask and whatnot. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, it got but a little heated. <laughs> it did. But I'm trying to think of, if I was just to play this with literally our family, right? The people who are a little bit older in our family who don't play games. Yes. If they would quite understand what to even ask and how to answer. And if this game would be received well, if it would be comprehended. That is an interesting question. I actually want to try that out because I see where you're coming from there. So in my head, rules are simple and everything, but there is that like asking the right questions. It comes into, I think a lot of party games have that like kind of cleverness aspect of it in the sense of like coming up with the right clues in uh, Decrypto and uh, Codenames and then also asking the right questions, giving the right answers in Spyfall. There's that cleverness aspect. I do wonder if it's more of a gamer's thing of, okay, I've played a few games like this. I kind of get what to do then in a game like Spyfall, whereas a non-gamer might look at it and be like, yeah, I, I don't get what we're doing here. I'm at the police station. What am I supposed to ask now? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, I, I'm curious. I would like to try that out. I, I would still constitute as a party game, even if it's a gamer party game, though just because it accommodates higher player count, super easy to learn. It's a quick game, and I do think you can teach it to a lot of people, even if they won't fully understand how to play the game. So I do think that still uh, constitutes as a party game. Hmm. I think one other thing we haven't mentioned yet for party games, or we might have briefly mentioned it, is the social aspect. I think it totally has to have some sort of social aspect to the game. Even if it's a yes. game that you're not talking, like in Magic Maze, you're not talking, but there's still social interactivity even without speaking. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any party game that doesn't have it, and I, I just don't even see how you can do it. Like, there's usually got to be some sort of some sort of mechanism of either, like, bluffing. Actually, I just now thought of one. That doesn't completely have a social aspect, but it does prompt a lot of like talking in the game. And I'm thinking about a uh, masquerade. Oh, masquerade! I forgot about that game. 
I can't spell it. I'm on the look and see if it's <laughs> it has a Q. I'm, oh no! See, it only goes up to five. That's oh, wait, no, look. this no, this is the yeah. wrong name. I looked up the wrong name. Yeah, because that goes up to like. Oh no! This one, this one has a C. This one has a C. This one oh. goes up to thirteen people. Oh, okay, um, thirteen. Th there's no mechanisms in the game that prompts social speaking or anything, but you are changing other players' cards around and stuff like that. Uh, I I can't recall if you have to talk to anybody. I would still. Oh no, you do a little bit. I think. I think it's. I think when I we know. played it, there was some arguing. Not in terms of, not bad arguing. Just arguing like, well, you must have this or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, um, it prompts that for sure. Yeah, I think it definitely prompts the social aspect. Um. Even just the theme of the game, I think you're at, you know, a masquerade ball or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, they're usually. I don't know if it has to have a social aspect, but it should prompt it at the minimum. So even if it's not in the uh, the rulebook, like there's no mechanisms that incorporate talking or communicating or whatever, mm -hmm. it does need to at least. Prompt discussion, though, and prompt arguing. And now, I do want to bring up one last game, because I was l scrolling through the Board Game Deets um, party game list. And at number 11, and this kind of wraps it back to player count, number 11, they have Plask. <laughs> which is a okay. two-player game. Yeah. Now, the only reason why, even though it's a two-player game, or if you play with the four-player board, four-player. Um, it's a... I would consider it a party game just because every time we've played it at, like, a party, we have had people... We've had spectators that are getting into the game. And then it's usually also, since it's a quick game, people are like, I want winner. Like, things like that. And it turns into this whole, like, round robin. And there's spectators. It Even though there's two players playing it still feels like a party game just because of that. Like, people are getting into it, so it feels like a party game. I agree. I think Clask is a party game, and now because of that pick, I still consider The Mind as a party game, and I do not care. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I'm doing you not... I think Clask is an exception, a very strong exception, and I think it's... Um, if somebody's asking me about party games, I'm never going to tell them Clask. I'm not going to think about it. Because they're usually saying it in the sense of, I want a game that accommodates a lot of players. Hey, you know, sometimes you could have a party with just two people, okay? Once again, you're just a couple. I have three <laughs> you're, friends. You're hanging out. I have three friends. I'm having a party. It's you're just having a nice get-together. We're not having just a get-together because we are partying, living it up. So now we agree. We don't, you don't need any player count. You could have zero players. And it's a party. Fair enough. But I do disagree. <laughs> you can play solo games. <laughs> yeah. It's a party game, baby. You're just chilling by yourself. That's what you're doing at that point. You're partying. You have uh -huh. music blasting. Something's in the punch. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. This has been another Roll for Thought. Thank you so much for listening. We only have one episode out this week. We apologize about that, but we're going to be right back on track next week with two episodes. However, 
We are changing up our schedule just a little bit where we'll come out with an episode on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So still two episodes a week, just on different days. Let us know what you think is a party game. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCack. Let us know over there. This has been Room 51. Do I think what? Is it Craig or Craig? I think it's Craig. Well, how do people spell their name? I don't know. No, Isn't Craig... I think it's Craig. No, Craig, Craig is K-R-E-G. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. My professor was Craig. That was his name. Was that his last name? Um... Because that's not how you spell Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's why it's called Craigslist. I thought it was Craigslist. No. <laughs> <laughs> That might be like the stars. All right, we gotta stop.